Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is August 14th, 2023. We are here for your post-Raw review on a, a bevy of platforms. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. We are on Twitch. We are on Facebook. We're on, on X or Twitter or whatever the hell you call it. But we're celebrating YouTube.com slash Fightful today. We hit 100,000 subscribers. Uh, I'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, we join uh, the wonderful lady to my, well, I don't know what direction it would be right here. Directly in front of me, Denise Salcedo. She's already been a part of that 100,000 club. Where's your play button, Denise? You know, I have it just in a corner somewhere, like okay. literally just in a corner. Because <laughs> they have the little thing that you could attach it like, put it up on sure. a wall, but I just haven't found like a spot that I would want to legitimately dedicate it to. So I just have it there. Wow. Well, uh, I'm very excited. I didn't think that we would ever get to hundred thousand subscribers. We had our channel completely nuked as me and Denise talked about uh, last week, like just a couple months after Denise joined, we were doing stuff on, <laughs> on my channel, like as a backup and it like really hampered us for a while, but I'm just, I'm so thrilled that we got there. We got there on the, on the back of a lot of short form content we've been doing lately, some contests, some stuff like that. But most importantly, we got there from your support. And so we thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, Fightful has long been a publicly funded thing with the exception of a few sponsors that you hear about each, each episode. But uh, I just want to say thank you all so much. It means a lot that you guys uh, have been here and, and have supported us through ups and downs in wrestling, in society. I mean, they're stuck inside your houses for a year at one point. It's, uh, man, look, look at this. We got people sending in Super Chats and Humper Chats already. Denise, please stop bullying Sean every week. He, put, he works hard to put food in Oliver the cat's bowl. That's, that is true. Wait till I get my cat. My cat's going to kick your cat's ass. 
Ooh, you're getting a cat? I don't know, maybe. Well, leave <laughs> a, leave a super chat, guys. Leave a humper chat. Humperchats.com. And oh, man, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek that I'm not even supposed to give you guys a sneak peek of. I might get yelled at by Melissa, but like, I, who really gives a damn what, what Melissa has to say, right? We had our 300th episode of List In Your Boy this past week. That doesn't even include like when Denise would join in and it'd be List In Your Girl. And I talked Jimmy into retiring the name, more like our audience talked him into it. And now, starting this Wednesday, it's Fightful's The Hump. I am so pumped for The Hump. I am so excited for it. All those humper chats. Oh, let me tell you. We're going to be there for the thousands and thousands of humpers that are going to be watching every single week. Oh, we are excited to hump with all of you wonderful, beautiful people. Every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, come and get your hump on. We're going to be humping around like Bobby Brown. I am so excited. Tim Winninger Jr. says, congrats on 100K. Alyssa says 100K, congrats. Bridget Hewlett sends a very generous super chat and says, congratulations. Bridget, I want to thank you. Specifically, you are, are have long been one of our top super chatters and are always very, very generous. KW says, congrats to Fightful. Who's getting the play button? So um, I'll disclose some more on that later tonight, but I know me and Jimmy are getting uh, one. And uh, you know what? How about this? He's on the air right now. So just don't go tell him. I'm going to go tell him after this show. But Alex Palowski is the only other person who's been here th through the whole thing. So I wanted to make sure that he got one. And uh, the way that I would, if it were, if it's up to me, Whenever anybody's been here through 100,000 subscribers, I would like to push for them to get one. So uh, now I have publicly put pressure on Jimmy each time somebody has been around for 100,000 followers. And the way that I, I rationalize it to him, Denise, is like the guy washing the jock straps gets a Super Bowl ring. So like why, why shouldn't people who have contributed to our channel for 100,000 subscribers get one as well? That's definitely true. Valab says, congrats on the 100K. And again, guys, it so help me God, if you all go tell Alex, I will cancel his show. Uh, <laughs> Wait, like right now? Like I'll, we would go off the air? Cancel the whole series. Ours awesome. Okay, in that case, I was like, I could take a night off. <laughs> congrats for 100K. Here's a <gasps> contribution for a 100K belt. I don't think we're getting a belt. We just get a play button. You make I mean, a belt. You could. could. You can make a belt and just put a 100K and then have like five full side plates and some little camels on the side. We could. We could. Uh, Meet Norma says congrats to 100K. CM Punk must love Fightful. Also, happy belated birthday to Denise. Uh, I, I can tell you hey. based on my inner. What? Belated? That was in May. Happy belated anniversary? Oh, yeah. That was July yeah, yeah. 31st. I was like, go. wait, what? That's not I was hard. like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, based on my experiences and speaking with CM Punk, I can't tell you guys if he likes or hates me or Fightful or not. Like, <laughs> I don't have a damn clue. I don't have a clue. Andrew says, congrats on joining the Silver Play Button Club. I have on as a video editor for, or one as a video editor for a gaming channel. So proud of your success. 
and creating an awesome community. Let's get that gold one next. Oh boy, I wish. I don't think I'm getting the gold or diamond check, one. Check your like social blade predictions. Mine predicts that it's gonna take me three and a half to four years to hit a million. Okay. Okay, that's that'd not be awesome. too bad. Three and a half, four years, but you got to understand good. there's got to be like growth. It can't just happen. Uh, do you want to read this one, Denise? Uh, she says, Te amo, fightful familia. Yeah, that's what that I said. Super easy, Sean. You could have easily done that one. I thought it was going to be something, be something more complicated. Andrew says, If you know any wrestlers, wrestling personalities, or channels looking for a video editor, have them DM me. Real Andrew Adam A on X. Video work has been really slow. Thanks for all that you do. Uh, I mean, we just got a video editor or else I would have hit you up myself. But uh, yeah, if anybody's looking for one, hit him up. But let's kick off this show. We're actually going to roll in a lot of the main event stuff together because there's, you know, there's a lot of that stuff that, that's sort of going in and out. But we finally found out what's going to happen with the women's tag team titles. Now, Chelsea has had a social media hit this past week. She she appeared on Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves' show, and she's like, I think I'll do Chelsea's Got Talent. And, like, you would see all kinds of people, all kinds of wrestlers like Mick Foley. Even La Luchadora made a return today, which I think is a nice little, little hat tip there. I thought this was great. I thought it was even better, Denise, that she pitched it on the air. She's like, no, Adam. I'm not giving away my championship to anybody. I'm going to do a contest. Well, then Piper Niven shows up and she says, I am the contest. I won. Chelsea's got talent. I'm your new tag partner. I'm torn, Sean. I'm really torn here because I wanted to see Chelsea's Got Talent on the air. Like I wanted a couple of weeks of them putting because I'd seen this. I so I watched a lot of the videos yeah. that she was sharing on Twitter and whatnot, and some of them were really cute and really fun. And I feel like they could have definitely done a couple because you know how they're always showing like video highlights and social media stuff. I think it would have been yes. great if they really pushed this a lot more, especially on their broadcast. I feel like you can get. So so much out of uh, Chelsea's Got Talent. Uh, that was a really good idea. So I'm kind of torn because even though, you know, we've been waiting for Piper Niven, we haven't seen her in God like forever. Um, you know, so for her to be, I don't know, I guess she's, is she like going to be official official or is this just yes. going to be like, because she forced Chelsea Green, like this was not Chelsea Green's decision at all. And so she forced herself into becoming her tag team partner. So part of me wonders if this is just going to be like, a short period thing or like officially until uh you know they either lose it or sonia deville comes back well sonia deville is going to be out for a very long time to the best of my knowledge um i, th I think that i think that she is going to miss up to a year i think yeah uh, so i mean that's that ain't good but she is she is the uh tag team champion now like it, it is a thing it's it's listed it, it should be listed by tomorrow but will chisholm says not gonna lie i laughed out loud when piper bullied chelsea into being a champ great to see her on my tv yeah i mean it, for somebody that you haven't used at all it's it's good to have piper there because she is the person on the roster that could sort of slide in and just do that and i see people saying torn acl six plus month injury but you got to look at the ones in wrestling history it's it's usually a year if not more if you're lucky too sometimes yeah. torn acls can literally just ruin careers yeah uh, we got people saying that <laughs> it is on the website right now but i'm very happy to see piper 
You know what this reminded me of, by the way? And okay, so she was like, I'm your partner now. It reminded me of the, I'm your captain now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought about it right away. And I'm going to be, I'm looking forward to whatever it is that they do with her and Piper because you have Chelsea, who's this like, you know, very, you know, her Chelsea's Chelsea, right? And then you have Piper Niven, who was mean and nasty towards her. And so to see those polar opposite personalities is going to be pretty fun. So I hope this works out. I hope it's fun. And I hope that it's not cursed. We also had Caden and Katana there declaring their intent. I, I can't remember the last time they won anything, but hey, here we are. I mean, Alex at least Hinton. they're a real tag team, though. Sure, but I mean, what good is a real tag team if they... Uh... If they don't don't win, I'm taking scraps, Sean. I'm I'm taking scraps, making what I can out of it. Alex Henry says was one of the first 100 subscribers. Thank you for your dedication and hard work. First time super chatter, Alex. Thank you so much. Whether or not you've super chatted or subscribed to to select or not, we appreciate you. We appreciate you slapping that subscribe button. It means an awful lot. I really didn't think we would ever get to 100,000. What was like your most painful part of the journey, Sean? Because first oh, 100's hard. That's the hardest part. Oh, by far trying to get our channel back. So for those that don't know, we like Jimmy Van's umbrella of companies that Fightful formerly were under had a sister site that had nothing to do with us really, but it was all under the same Gmail umbrella or the same email address. And that one had some strikes on it. It was a, it was a news thing. And as a result, we got canned for it. And I can tell you, I was not happy about it, but we found a very, very nice woman who served as our rep from YouTube. Um, there, there was somebody who made a connection for us and she went to bat for us and she got us reinstated. And I think that really, really killed our momentum. That really hurt us because when I looked at the numbers before that, it was steady and then boy, it crashed. I don't know if the pandemic helped or hurt us in that sense, because you got to balance like people being home all the time versus people just weren't consuming a lot of wrestling at that point. Ratings were in I the feel toilet. Like our, I feel like our shows were doing pretty well during the pandemic. Like, I don't remember there feeling like there was a dip. I actually kind of felt like there was more of a community. Uh, I felt we had some of our uh, some really great moments during that time. Yeah, I mean, my God, it's it's weird to think like we were in our houses for a year straight doing like these shows and all that. And oh man, we're we're very fortunate that that. However, anybody finds us. Uh, Kim Gray says, "Congrats on 100K." Did my heart good to see you live today, SRS. Glad you're better. Proud to be a part of this community. Thank you for everybody who sent me very nice messages over the last week. I really appreciate it. Will Chisholm says, "SRS, I gotta ask when crazy stories come out like the punk stuff." Or Asuka going full Tupac on Japanese media? Is your reaction rubbing your hands together like Birdman? Uh, No, I hate, hate, absolutely loathe covering like conflict and stuff like that where I often have to reach out to these people and they're not going to be in the best mood. I don't like doing that. I like covering stories like, damn, everybody was high-fiving each other backstage at Dynamite over Rob Van Dam hitting all of his spots and having a cool match. That's the stuff I like to report. I like this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but 
the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To do interviews, I really don't like reporting. This person got hit in the face with a chair. This person got bit. They're fighting. This person's being kept out, etc. I, I don't like Yeah, it. but that's the stuff that makes the most money, Sean. Unfortunately true. Unfortunately Drama true. Drama and controversy sells. That is true. Do you think that Ludwig Riz is going to sell Denise? Man, he was laying on the charm with Maxine. I kind of want it to happen. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Like, I don't know why. I kind of wanted him to, like, you know, maybe chase her a little bit, eventually win her heart, let it go a little while. But it (laughs) it can get endearing. I don't know. I might be into it. He got slapped. He got slapped real hard. Uh, And Max, it's so funny because Maxine is such like a a kind person in person uh, to see this. But it sets up the Gable and uh, Giovanni Vinci match, which is good. Gable is, he's so much, he he deserves this spot. He deserves to pick up wins. He deserves to be in an IC title program. After that, we led into Gunther and Otis. Otis and Gunther had one little miscommunication on the worm kick spot, but by the time that Gunther hit a power bomb on Otis, I forgot about all that. So we got two back-to-back pretty solid matches. We had a sirloin beef sons of bitches match in there as well. You had the person who wasn't wrestling, Ludwig Kaiser, as well as Maxine Dupree involved in their own thing. So everybody in these trios had something going on, Denise. 
and Gable and Gunther get the win before their big match next week. Okay, so there's a whole lot that I liked in here. So first of all, the stuff with Maxine and uh, Kaiser, I feel like they really are doing an inspiration of Barbie and Ken. Like maybe their <laughs> own version, but I can't help but to see it each and every single week, especially today when you had Maxine with the big pink clothes and they've been wearing more pink now. Uh, they weren't wearing as much pink before from what I remember, unless I forgot, but I'm pretty sure they're wearing a lot more pink now. And so I feel like with her and, and with Ludwig Kaiser, I feel like they can definitely do something here. I want, I want there to be at some point a conflict where, you know what, maybe he kind of gets into her heart a little bit and maybe Maxine's a little conflicted with, Oh, well, do I stand with my friends or, you know what, do I pursue what I'm feeling with this here? Uh, and then also the other thing too, is that we're still seeing some conflict with uh, Ludwig Kaiser and Gunther as well. And so I'm wondering if that's going to officially implode at some point or if they're going to be able to get through it. So that's something that I'm curious about. The Chad Gable-Vinci match, I think my favorite part in this was really there was a moment and commentary did a really great job of like uh, hyping it up, which was the chop from Vinci to Chad Gable. And the way that Gable sold that, it was just something so small that ended up making the match feel just a tad bit extra special. And then Gunther versus Otis, my favorite thing about this, besides the power bomb at the end, was the little stuff that Otis does in between these matches where he is literally wrestling freaking Gunther, who's the scariest MFer on this whole entire freaking yeah. brand. And he's out there doing his little, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, his little moves. And it was funny. It it worked but damn there was a moment where they were both trying to like take each other down with chops and none of them were able to do it and this was my favorite part because it was like two piñatas that wouldn't break and so i was a big fan of their chemistry together and the power bomb when he went when he started going for it i I was literally sitting down and I instantly like moved closer to the screen and I'm like hanging on to every second like that thing I saw in slow motion. Uh, that was very cool. And then Gable coming in right afterwards and then just like suplexing Gunther. All of this was very fun. This was actually some of my favorite my my favorite parts of Raw. Everything else to me is a little bit uninspired. But this and the stuff that we'll talk about later on for the main event was my favorite of Raw. Yeah, I thought this did a really good job of putting over the people that needed to be put over and uh, promoting the match next week that needed to be promoted. Uh, Otis has a little bit of value to him because of uh, he, he's generally protected in a lot of these uh, these types of matches. But, I mean, he's not about to be Intercontinental Champion. Gable's getting that shot, so why not beat him here? here? Gunther shouts at Vinci and Kaiser backstage. I really don't want to see them split. I don't want to see Vinci off doing his own thing because I don't trust WWE with him at all. Um, I think that they should keep them together. I actually would like to see Imperium get more of a tag team run. That way, maybe in a month, less of the focus. I don't want to say less of the focus on Gunther, but maybe more of a focus on them. Maybe help them get some wins as well and say, if, if anybody is intimidating enough to scare them straight into winning matches, it is him. It is Gunther by far. And I, I think that's, that's possible that it could happen. Uh, Dream Ninja says, isn't Kaiser already dating Tiffany Stratton? How many pretty women does that guy need? Gable <laughs> using chaos theory is my jam. I didn't know he was dating Tiffany Stratton. I didn't necessarily, 
uh, I guess, predict them as a couple. Sure. I don't I don't usually pay attention to stuff. Me like either. That. Like, I don't know who's dating who unless it's like all over my timeline or someone tells me. Like, I'm usually the last person to find out. So this is news <laughs> to me. But you know what? I can see it. Ludwig Kaiser's a handsome yeah. man. I can see him getting all the ladies. Bo Booth says, I love Chad Gable. Just wish the Gunther match took place after Gunther broke Honky Tonk Man's record. Yeah, but you couldn't just have him not face anybody for the next month. You had to have somebody in line to face him. Uh, and I think or Gable also devalue, devalues it and won't even matter. Like, what's the point of having a championship for so long if you're not defending it? Exactly. Um, we've got the Bloodline video. So, we don't usually talk about these, but they really, really lean into being like, listen, y'all got to start watching SmackDown. This, this stuff happens on SmackDown. Completely separate of the segment, what do you think of them doing that? Obviously, they got three hours. They got plenty of time to do that. I, I, I don't mind not. it. I don't mind it when it's good, important stuff. And uh, I feel like a lot of the stuff that they recap for SmackDown makes a lot of sense. The only thing for me is I do think that they – they do a lot of video packages, a lot of stalling. And I get it. It's three hours. But there's times where we come back from a commercial. We get a bunch of re recaps of what we just saw before the commercial. We get an entrance. And then we get another commercial. And I'm like, I could have been gone this entire time. I could have been doing something. I didn't have to sit here and watch this whole like eight minute, whatever long portion of raw. And so that when you're watching live can kind of get a little bit irritating because you're like, bro, I sat, I sat here and watched what I just watched and then just watched an entrance, which I didn't really need to see the entrance again. Like, you know, I'm just trying to say like, they do too much of that. Uh, we have, we had a super chat. Where is it? There it is. Darren Walker. Uh, or actually, uh, Will Chisholm, he says, I know it would not happen, but what women's wrestler on the roster or an NXT could you put with Walter and the crew? If you wanted it to fit that European mold, I mean, I think going like hard right with Nikki Cross and making her laced up and completely opposite of anything she's ever done. If I had my pick of anybody, period, I'd say Killer Kelly, but she's in Impact Wrestling. I think yeah. that she would be a, a really appropriate fit. There are some, I would say those are probably the only options that I would think of right now too. Or apparently since Tiffany Stratton is part of this, maybe throw her in there, even though oh that wouldn't make God. any sense. Oh boy. <laughs> Darren Walker says, hi, Sean and Denise. Non-raw question. Any news on Mercedes return? New Japan returned to London in October at Copper Box, which is a 7K building. Any chance we see her there? I definitely think there's a chance we see her there. I've not heard a peep. I actually need to start asking about that. Because it's been a while since I bugged some people about that, but I hadn't heard really anything. I don't know for sure that she had surgery or anything, because there there had been some things that had, you know, looked like maybe that happened, and uh, I I just I haven't heard anything uh, definitive. Unfortunately, I wish I could help you out, but October seems like a a safe date. It'd be like five six months. Drew McIntyre backstage. And he is being interviewed about his next step. Matt Riddle just shows up and he's like, oh, we're the glass bros. We're <laughs> and he's like, we're going to team together tonight. And Drew was like, listen, if you have to use me as your partner, I'll do it. But look for somebody else. Well, the match was like next. I was about to say they didn't really think this through, by the way. Like this no. could have been played a lot earlier in the show because all of a sudden it was the next segment. I was looking at that and I was going, wait, what? 
could they could have put an earlier today on they there didn't too. though right they didn't because i, I didn't, didn't see, see it. it and then commentary was like oh by the way that happened earlier today and then i thought okay. oh well maybe i just missed the graphic i thought i missed the graphic so i don't know if it was actually shown but usually they do show earlier today i, I might have missed it but commentary did say that but it was just what, too weird it the, the, the that wasn't like planned out what, properly what do you think of the commentary switches obviously i'm enjoying raw's commentary a lot more than i was a few weeks ago i mean listen we we've always said kevin patrick is a nice guy he's he's well liked by everybody i also think that he has already benefiting a lot on smackdown with graves and cole there because a lot of it he was he was carrying a lot of it and the emotion seemed manufactured but it does seem a little bit better on raw and SmackDown so far? Uh, I don't think I feel that way about SmackDown just yet. I would be lying okay. if I said I did. Uh, I still kind of feel the same way. And uh, in regards to Raw, well, even just a little thing that I just mentioned right now about the Chad Gable Vinci match was the chop. A little thing like that, that yeah. they really, really kind of sold that moment where I, as a viewer, was like, oh shit, that was cool. And commentary reciprocated that and made sure to put that over. So then I'm watching and I'm going, yeah, I knew that. We, we on the same wavelength here. I like stuff like that. That chop was naughty. It was really great. Uh, this tag match, you had Riddle and Drew defeating Viking Raiders. Drew was having trouble getting into the match very, very early on, like physically getting in the ring. Uh, because Riddle couldn't make the tag. I thought this was good stuff. I don't know if this is leading to a Riddle-Drew team or a feud. I feel like I don't want to see another Riddle team for a while. Like I saw it with the Broserweights. I saw it with Tim Thatcher. I saw it with Randy Orton. I'm ready to see him do some single stuff here. And I would, I would like, I'd like Riddle to turn heel. It seems like they like to have Matt Riddle in a team because even when he, you know, when when everything ended with him and uh, Randy Orton, and that was great. I was big. We were that was great, right? But okay, so even after that, they were kind of trying to fit him in the picture with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for a while, and then that didn't really stick. And then afterwards, and you just mentioned Elias, and now with Drew McIntyre, I'm gonna be honest. I do want to see it. And part of the reason is because of Matt Riddle's personality. It works so well when you have somebody that's just different. It worked well with him and Randy Orton. And I think they might be trying to duplicate that or do something similar with him and Drew McIntyre. And I kind of don't mind it. I actually am a little bit excited about this, uh, especially because I haven't been excited about anything recently for Matt Riddle. Um, Drew McIntyre have been excited for a couple of things, but not too much either. I want to see Riddle turn heel because Drew has indicated publicly, privately, he doesn't necessarily want to turn heel unless it's the right thing. Like legitimately special Olympic stuff and making those appearances means an awful lot to Drew McIntyre. He's God, Denise, how it's like a running joke. Like if you want somebody in, in WWE media or something like that, he's going to be there. It'll be him and Jimmy Hart, Denise, every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the community events, Titus. Like that's just that's those are the three you're gonna see. I feel so bad. I mean, it, it always is. It's a running joke for me and Denise. You'll see, always see Jimmy Hart. They're, they're gonna tell you Oscar's gonna be here. Oscar's gonna be here. Then no, the morning of, you're you're told Oscar's not here. Jimmy Hart is. There you go. 
they just invite Jimmy Hart just to do it. But Drew makes an awful lot of those as well. He does a lot of media, so it is important. Uh, Bianca, I'm pissed yes, right now. Now I'm Bianca pissed. makes those dates. What? I'm pissed now because someone in WWE is going to hear this and they're going to be like, you know what? Screw Sean and Denise. Watch no, next time they no. come. They're going to be like, here's Jimmy Hart. I love Jimmy too. He's great. He's yeah, great. But I run out of questions to ask. I don't. I don't. Never. I'm sorry. I did already. I like <laughs> when I interview someone for a lot of time to go by until I interview them again, uh, unless they have a lot of stuff going on. So I don't know if you remember this. I went up to, to Cleveland for Jeremy's wedding and there was an indie show up there and Jimmy was on that show. So he was even around Jimmy's wedding or around Jeremy's wedding. And then uh, I did WrestleCade last year. Jimmy's there. <laughs> He's everywhere. Just like start sharing itineraries. Yeah, I would I would like to see Riddle turn heel here. That's something I think would work pretty well. I don't know. I think they would need a lot to convince me. I just I don't know. I'm so used to this version of Matt Riddle that I can't picture anything else right now. Well, if you're used to this version of WWE Network and you're ready to change, use NordVPN.com and the code fightful what a great deal with nordvpn.com and the code fightful you can get that old wdb network interface back man it's a classic you know what else you can get pay-per-views at a much more affordable price thanks to nordvpn.com slash fightful change your virtual location with just one click you can be anywhere in the world and you can make it happen and save a bunch on pay-per-views i end up paying for uh the, the service itself in the savings with one month. Denise legitimately uses it. I use it on my phone, laptop, desktop, PC, but I just put it on my router so it covers everything in the house. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Occasionally, I'll get messages from you guys. It's like, hey, how do I use this? How do I use that? They've got 24-7 customer support so they can coach you through it all. Go to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Get that online threat protection Block annoying pop-up ads, all that good stuff. It's legitimately the best pop-up ad uh, blocker I've ever used. Some of them still get through for me on uh, YouTube when I'm not using Nord. So uh, throwing Nord on there helps me out an awful lot. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I used it in Canada because I was getting the crappy version of Netflix. And I was like, where are all my shows at? So I switched and I was like, yes. Now I can watch Naked Attraction whenever I want here in the States. Oh, Denise. De- oh, you're going to discover Naked Attraction when you're in the UK. Yeah, I no Naked Attraction, you're so just, I didn't say anything. Just leave your TV oh, on. Oh, that was the one that you said 11. that they show everything, right? Just clams and dongs all over the place. Just. Oh, yeah, because I'm so clamoring to see all of that. Clamoring. What? Clamoring. What? Oh, Jesus Stop making Christ. fun of me. You Listen, know, people our, say that I'm the bully. You're the bully. Our, our viewers in the UK will know, because I just tweeted about the show once, and people go, oh, SRS has figured out uh, Naked Attraction. Like it's, I, I feel like you reviewing that show would be incredible content for your YouTube channel. I don't know if I want to go down that path. I, 
we watched two episodes back to back. I would have watched six or seven. It was a <laughs> horrible show. It was a terrible show. Yeah, but I want to eat while I'm there. I don't want to go get some food and all of a sudden all of these like dong images are like popping up in my head. Is, and all of a sudden I'll be like, you know what? Never mind. Just hang in there. Just then what's worse, there. I think what's worse too is if it's never mind, I'm not gonna get into that. But I just get uh, I get easily grossed out. And if I see something that I don't want to see, it'll stick like the image will stick with me for a long time. Has that ever happened to you, by the way? I, it's like self-punishment. There's yeah. times where I like self-punish myself where I'm like about to enjoy my life and like I'm enjoying something. And then I go, oh, Denise, remember that one time? And then inside my head, I'll remember that one thing that I don't want to remember. And then it's like, yeah, it's it's self-punishment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just telling I'm you. I'm doing it right now. I'm thinking the audience, of things I don't want to think the, about. You would do good numbers if you reviewed Naked Attraction. Just saying. Guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Please leave us a thumbs up. Rock hard Joel Wood says, from now on, it'll just be Jimmy Hart, Titus, and Drew at all media-related fightful events. Uh, well, listen, joke's on you. It already is. <laughs> it already is. And then Bianca. But, like, you never run out of stuff to ask, like, Bianca. Bianca's or different. Bianca's different because, like, yeah, like you said, you never run out of things to say. And the thing that I most appreciate from Bianca, by the way, is that keep in mind she's been asked a bunch of questions multiple times. Yeah. She never, ever makes you – she she always acts like it's the first time she's heard the question. Yeah. I like yeah. that. So, funny enough, like, I – sometimes I'll ask people what their favorite Doja Cat song is. The only one who had an answer was Drew McIntyre because he, he was at the he was at the EMAs the year that she did like a rock cover of of Say So. And I was like, OK, didn't expect that. We went through his his uh, Spotify list. And everything. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, that was the day that money in the bank. He was the one good interview that I had. And I wasn't my my audio wasn't connected oh, into the no. camera. Remember, I told you I was so freaking pissed that day. Oh, my God. My audio. <laughs> So my camera person didn't put in my microphone for the Cody interview that I did at Ford Field. Joel Pearl edited the interview, and you can't even tell. If you guys go back and listen, if you listen real hard, maybe you can. He no. recreated our voices with AI. What? Our audio was good enough to where he could just feed it directly in, and you can't tell. I didn't even you know you could do that. I didn't either. That's why I said, Joel, please fix this. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. that's the worst. You just, there were some when at Mania. Wrong happens, it's the worst. There were some at Mania because I tried to use a new camera and didn't exactly know how the audio settings were. Oh, yeah, it, I was there for that. Was, I saw you it struggling. Was, it was too loud in there. It didn't pick up anything, but we got articles out of it. So it was good. But I do wish we still had the Viking Raiders interview because uh, they shared a lot of like really sweet stories. And by sweet, I mean it's Mark and Jay beating the shit out of each other. But they shared a lot of great Briscoe stories and talked about how much Jay meant to them. But they shared a story about how Mark and Jay were beating the shit out of each other, trying to tape up one of the Viking Raiders ankles the right way. And they're like, no, dumbass, this is how you do it. And they just start fighting each other. Oh, maybe they can get them to tell that story the next time you interview maybe, them. Yeah, maybe. get them to tell it again. I, so I felt very fortunate that. that they were going to talk about it anyway. But yeah. Yeah. New Day are backstage. Orion Benz is walking in with my folding chair. Happy 100K, guys. And Will says, love the New Day, had the Alabama chairs. If you look at Drew's face at the segment, he looks like he wanted to kill Matt Riddle. 
the New Day are not happy that Riddle wants the tag team title shot. And they're like, so let's have a match next week and we'll determine. We still don't know like how long Kevin Owens might be out, might not be out, anything like that. So I think this is good to naturally put put a bit of a, a top contendership match together uh, between four very established talent and buy Kevin Owens a little bit more time. It's been almost a month since he's wrestled. I like this. I It's putting those little question marks in my head about Riddle and Drew as well. I'm liking it. I do too. I'm a fan. I'm on board with this. Thumbs it's going to be a up. good match too. going to be a great match. Bizarro Big L says, congrats, SRS. I appreciate the positivity. Leave it to New Day to speak the truth. I want to see someone break down this episode of Raw by wrestling videos and ads by time. 50 Cent? That's how much the Browns spent on their roster. Pittsburgh dad, very clever. Uh, there used to be some accounts that would break it down. They would specifically break down women's in-ring time, but they would break down in-ring time, commercials, recaps, all that stuff. I don't feel like WWE maximizes their minutes. Nakamura comes out to do an interview and is interrupted by Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins just wants to fight, and he's met with a knee from Shinsuke Nakamura. Obviously, they're they're limited a little bit with Shinsuke Nakamura's English. Is this feud doing anything for you so far? I've, I've called for Nakamura to get more of a push, but I want that push to also come with a, an amazing Shinsuke Nakamura match that I haven't necessarily seen many of since 2016 mm -hmm. or since he left NXT. Right. Yeah, I'm still on board with that in terms of I'm still not completely interested in this feud. And I feel really bad, though, because when Shinsuke was out there cutting his promo, he was what chanted the hell out of there. Yeah. Uh, it was very hard to to get into the promo because here's the thing, like, even if you don't understand the language, like, that's fine. Like, the language to me is not a problem because you can always understand the passion. How many times haven't you heard, you know, somebody else cut a promo in a different language and it gets over? Like people are still like, okay, you know what? I might not understand what this person's saying, but I can tell through facials. I can tell, I can tell through energy that something good here is, uh, you know, happening. And I just feel like we didn't even get the chance with this one. Like this, the crowd just did not give a damn. I felt like they were just like what chatting the whole thing and just didn't even really feel like they cared to, uh, I hate the one pretend to I pay attention. I hate the what chant in general when it's against somebody who English isn't their first language. I feel like there's a little extra sort of disrespect there. Yes, like, it comes across as worse. I felt bad for Shinsuke out there. Like, give this guy an opportunity, please. Like, give him uh, the chance. I mean, I would, I would love to see people who are chanting what try to cut a a promo in their second language. And then I'm trying to think, if, assuming but... they have one. I will say this though. So when Santos Escobar does Spanish promos and he's cause, and then this is at the top of my head since he just did one on uh, SmackDown when he was attacked by Austin Theory, what helps too is that he'll say something in Spanish and he'll translate it in English right away. And so I feel like if you do get that, you the the fast translation helps to not lose the people, especially if you're out there in the ring. So of course that depends on everybody's, you know, level and whatnot. But I felt bad for Shinsuke here because I just didn't feel like he got the proper uh setup to really get this across the part where he was out there by himself. When Seth Rollins went out there and they had that interaction, um, I I think that's when things started to feel a little hotter. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would love to see Shinsuke Nakamura even like 
go full. I, I don't want to say like anti-American, but like be really off put by the what chance and be like, that's not how a crowd's supposed to react. And he has like his own three fans at ringside that just politely clap whenever he does something like, like we often saw in new Japan for a long time. And then the crowd will, you know, start to work up to, to sort of go against him as a heel. I think there are a lot of opportunities that you could, you could get him some heat, but I also don't think they would do that in a Rollins angle, but maybe they would. You never know. They just got to think outside the box. That was one of my big criticisms. And there's, I'll talk about it in one segment where I feel like there could have been more done. Miz does an interview. He's not happy with LA Knight. He doesn't think that LA Knight is much of anything, even though he beat Top Dollar on Friday. LA Knight was not on the show tonight. Um, I, I don't know what the hell's up with him just appearing on whatever show. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the the Slim Jim golden ticket or something like that. Like <laughs> He's got the golden ticket. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Denise, you should have seen the grown men and women absolutely sweating when they ate the spicy Slim Jims in the press box at oh, SummerSlam. Really? Oh, yeah. What flavor People, were they? What kind of spice? It was just spicy. I don't know. I don't know, but... Uh, I I didn't try them. Of course you didn't. That yeah. is so not you. I didn't. Uh, KE775 says, is Gargano the next person to emerge from exile? So Gargano had missing posters put up by Tommaso Ciampa before the show. It wasn't a part of the show. But I, I hope so. Long overdue. We need DIY back as a team. Arzot says, I like the ROH Shibata message where he uses Siri. That's pretty cool, too. I like that. Um, I, actually, I'm not going to say another one that I, I pitched to somebody because it might actually happen. Uh, so uh, I'll tell I'll tell Denise off the air and then tell we'll me in the private and, chat. I well, like to I know can't, stuff. I can't. It's it's too oh. much to explain. Boo. But uh, there there are some good ideas to get around that type of promo. Yeah, Miz Miz talked just trash. Whatever. Raquel's backstage. I actually did like that, by the way. I'm digging what, what they're doing with Miz and Allie Whoa. Knight. Whoa! What? This is the first time I've heard you put over a Miz segment in like three years. No, I was I put it over last week when we had it on Raw. Well, that's because LA Knight was involved. Yeah, I liked Miz's promo better. I'm sorry. Okay, so tell me what you I already about. said that last week. And literally said last week that this got me interested in their feud, and I would have never thought that I even remotely cared. All right. Well, backstage, we see Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Raquel comes in. She's like, you know what? Really wanted to get cleared. They still won't clear me, which is hilarious considering that Sami Zayn got cleared. But uh, she's like, especially after last week, I really, really wanted to get cleared. But tonight's your night, Indy. It's going to happen. And then they just keep this shot on Indy. Stretching. Oh, my God. You noticed that, too. That Forever. was freaking awkward. That was so awkward. It was like. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> why would they do that to her? I that was poor girl. That and I was like, why are you guys doing this to Indy? You guys are setting her up for failure <laughs> with that took... awkward ass camera shot. It was it so cringe. Her. It was so bad. I felt so bad for her because it was so unnatural. Nobody does whatever the hell she was doing for, I don't know. It was just weird. It was so weird. <laughs> I'm so glad that I wasn't the only one who thought this. Well, she got that ass whooped real quick by Rhea. And they've been <laughs> they've been limiting Rhea's in-ring work. I don't know. Like, she 
you know, she has mentioned in the past that her knee pops out when she wrestles. I don't know if they're like buying her some time or what the deal is. Cause you know, she faced Lyra Valkyria for like 10 minutes. She's working Becky and Natalia on live events all the time, but on these TV matches, sometimes she'll just work a minute or two, but she worked like that. She worked that match against Natalia last month where they just beat the living snot out of each other too. So I don't know, like one week you'll get a 10 minute match out of Rhea. The next minute week you'll get a minute and a half. I think that's okay though, because it adds a little bit of unpredictability and what kind of match he's going to have. It's not like Goldberg where every week it was one minute. I kind of dig this because Rhea has been a phenomenal champion and she's still getting jumped by everybody. And she's like, I don't give a hoot. I'll fight them all. I do like the aspect of uh, after the match. I mean, the Indy Rhea match was what it was. It wasn't anything spectacular. It was just Rhea beating Indy. Fine, cool, thumbs up. That's pretty much what I was expecting. But I did like the end, though, when we did see Candice and uh, Indy attack Rhea. Because like you said, they are going after her constantly and trying to attack her. And she's like this, like beast woman who's like i don't care how many people are messing with i'm i'm ria and i'm always going to come out on top man freaking ria's head but all the time gets me all the time today was no freaking different oh my god i was such a big fan of that part but anyways um when are they gonna start when is Raquel going to be cleared? Because I don't care to see just a bunch of throwaway matches with Rhea. I want something real and concrete to start happening. So when are we about to start getting the ball really going for the Raquel? I think it'll be a payback. I think it'll be a payback. When's payback? Uh, in about, it, it's, it's all out weekend. So it is three oh, weeks, yeah. okay. three weeks away. Damn. I thought, what's in October? Didn't they announce something for October? Yeah, the the uh, it's whatever whatever is here in Indianapolis, like a few hours away from me. I can't remember what show it is. <laughs> oh, a blur. Fast lane? No. Fast lane. There you go. <laughs> Call me like, crazy. <laughs> Call me crazy. Says, do you think Liv will be back before Rumble or at Rumble and win it? Face Rhea at Mania. Do you think they'll try to get a big name for a Rhea match there? I think they'll try to get a big name for a Rhea match at Mania. Uh, Fastlane is in October per our moderator, Luis. I don't think Liv is going to win the Royal Rumble. I think that she had an incredible showing at this year's Royal Rumble. And I think that based on what I see at a WWE, that, I mean, that could be her thing. Like it could be like sort of even like a threading story where every year she goes like 50 minutes and can't seem to win it. Like, I think there is a cool story in that that complements the story of her not winning the Royal, the Royal rumble. I just don't see WWE seeing that in her. I think to WWE, she's had her big moment as of now. And perhaps in the future, if, if there's another groundswell of support that could happen again, but I don't know if WWE feels that way. It's going to be rough. I think that that Rhonda feud with Liv Morgan did a lot more damage than we might have thought because sure. people were really hot for Liv Morgan. And after that Ronda feud, it quickly washed away. I'm not saying it's not there. I'm not saying you can't get it back. But I do feel like that Ronda Liv Morgan feud really put a, a damper on things. And that's unfortunate because, uh, I mean, we were there. We were there for Money in the Bank. We saw the reaction that Liv Morgan got when she won. That was awesome. And it just didn't hold up. It didn't feel like 
anything major afterwards. And that was very unfortunate because um, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see Liv Morgan really go and become a champion and, and be known as a champion, like the way that, you know, Bianca's known as a champion or Charlotte or any of these other people. So um, there was another thing that I was about to say. Damn, I forgot. What were we talking about? <laughs> Something you Rumble. said. Okay, Liv yeah, Morgan that's what I was going to say. My Royal Rumble winner right now, if you were to ask me, Zoe Stark. Okay. That's what I was well, going to say. We're about to talk about her. Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus go to a double countout. This two weeks after they go to a five-second DQ, after they were not put on the SummerSlam card, I you know I loved the interactions at Money in the Bank. That, that ended up working pretty well. They had their match at Night of Champions. This feud, in many ways, started around WrestleMania time. And it just, you know, it kept picking up. But when I heard, oh, well, it'll continue through SummerSlam. When I heard it was continuing through SummerSlam, I was like, that's a long time. But then it got delayed, and it's going to continue through payback by the looks of it. They're going to wrestle in a steel cage because Zoe Stark attacked Becky, not at ringside because she was banned, but up on the concourse. Huh. So you, you promote this match for two weeks ahead. You give fans an unsatisfying finish. You do build to the pay-per-view. And I know a lot of people say, well, you got you to gotta build to the pay-per-views. Well, you know what else you got to build to? the billion-dollar show that you have on USA Network every Monday night. And if you were willing to remove this or not put this on SummerSlam, would it have killed them to have a satisfying ending here or to have just said, yeah, well, we're going to do the cage match here because Zoe's been getting involved all the time anyway. Uh, Becky, wearing that shirt, though, very, very clearly sending a message making uh, lemonade out of lemons. It's on WWE shop now as well. But Denise, what'd you think of all this? All right. So this is where I was talking about um, something that I wish they could have done a lot more with. And this was the specific story that I was talking about. So when this match started, the way that they were working this match was a dead giveaway that this wasn't the match. It was a dead giveaway. It didn't feel special. It didn't, uh, they weren't going the way that they normally do. Uh, When you think back to their Night of Champions match, their match that they had at Night of Champions was the match that made me care about this feud. After this match, I was like, you know what? I'm so on board now with um, what Becky and Trish Stratus are doing. Their interactions that they had at Money in the Bank in the latter match, Great stuff. Everything that they did to there together. So what I saw at Night of Champions and what I saw even in Money in the Bank, I feel like quickly when this match started, I thought, okay, this is definitely not the match. This There's going to be some sort of like wonky finish. Something's going to happen and they're going to continue to prolong it. So if you're paying close enough attention, you knew that something like this was going to go down. And so anyways, once the match uh, and uh, ended and they did the whole thing on the concourse, this is where I feel they could have gotten way more creative because they went out there and they had this fun moment where Trish Stratus is throwing uh, merchandise. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, let's, let's have some fun here. Usually in these types of scenarios, in these types of settings, you see like 
you know, you stuff that's memorable, stuff that you're going to remember in a while. And uh, I kind of felt like when they brought in Zoe uh, right before uh when, when they brought in Zoe, I thought it was too soon. I'm like, let your Stratus and Becky come up with some creative ideas. Shit, go to a lemonade stand. Freaking start throwing <laughs> lemons at each other. I don't know. Something that, that's I would so love creative. That. Right? Like, I just feel like they didn't think outside the box here. And I feel like given the entire feud, the entire story that they've had, uh, this definitely deserved a lot more than just like a quick one minute concourse thing. Like, especially because WWE rarely does it anymore. Like they hardly ever do stuff like that anymore. So when we get them, they should be special. We should see something cool. So I was a little bit disappointed after this and I'm looking forward to the steel cage match. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking that something's going to happen where all of a sudden they're like, no, the steel cage match isn't happening. We're going to get out in a cell. I don't know. I yeah. feel like this is going to keep building and building and building. Yeah. Oftentimes when I see, especially online when people are like the, the match ends up being good. For example, the Rollins Balor one at SummerSlam, they're like, see, see you all were naysaying. Well, no, they had a, a match that wasn't that great before. And there was no reason to have the second match just because two incredible workers and entertainers put on a great match doesn't mean that the, the destination to get there was good. Joel Wood says, uh, what I do enjoy is WWE basically giving Trish everything she wants. She wanted a heel turn. She got it. She wanted a steel cage match. She got it. Oh, she's been very much telegraphing what the hell she's going to do uh, beforehand. And I, I admire that a little bit. She knows she can do whatever she wants. but She's doing a great job. If she was coming in and stinking up the joint, then it would suck. But she's not. Yeah. She's added a whole lot. And I've been a fan of what Trish has, has been doing lately. Guys, we're heading down the home stretch. Please leave a thumbs up. Get your super chats and humper chats in. And hear a word from our sponsors, FitBod. We've been telling you about the benefits of fitbod.me slash PPV for quite a while now, but there's so much more. 150,000 five-star reviews, over 5 million downloads, 400 million workouts logged. A lot of people have tried out FitBod, and now you can too. You can get 25% off at fitbod.me slash ppv all of your subscriptions give you full access to their premium features you need to stop guessing and start working they have daily workouts that generate your workout of the day based on your muscle freshness preferred muscle group and things that you want to target there's equipment selection so maybe one day you have bands maybe one day you don't maybe you have weights one day maybe the next you don't maybe all you have is the ability to do body weight exercises they help you out by using the equipment that you have available. There's goal and experience settings. There's muscle recovery. You can connect to your Apple Health, your Fitbit, your Strava, all that good stuff at fitbod.me slash ppv. Street counters, timed intervals, circuits and supersets, and you can ask trainer or ask a trainer if uh, the video demonstrations and exercise instructions are not good enough for you. Fitbod.me slash PPV. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash PPV. Check out Fitbod. They are an incredible service. I use them a lot when I'm on the road, especially. Uh, it just, especially whenever you're at a, a hotel gym and there's a variety of things that you do or don't have, they'll make a good workout for you. Judgment Day. They came out to the ring without Finn Balor. At the start of the show. 
Uh, actually, I'm going to get to the super chat first. KE775 says, as someone that loves Becky, they may have to rebuild her a little. This program hasn't done her any favors. Booking has been a bit rough. Uh, the only thing they need to do to rebuild Becky Lynch is have her win the feud, uh, win another feud, and then walk out and just stare at Rhea Ripley face-to-face in the middle of the ring. That's literally the only thing they got to do. That is it. And rock hard Joel Wood says, do you think Edge is having his last WWE match on Friday? Any news on Charles Xavier McMahon putting c- Cerebro back in crazy? Jesus Christ. What? What did you say? What was the last part? You mumbled it. He's talking about Charles Xavier McMahon talking about how Vince is probably in a wheelchair right now. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. Uh, I, I think it's absolutely possible that Vince is or that Edge is having his last match this week. I don't know for sure. I don't know if it is possible that Vince is having his last match. He had a match last year. So I haven't heard anything else about Vince being back in creative. (laughs) Will Chisholm says, do you believe when WWE and UFC merge together, that WWE wrestlers might get a pay or increase or able to bring in new talent? Uh, I know that numerous WWE wrestlers are waiting until after the merger before they renegotiate their deals or sign new deals because they want to know where that will stand and what kind of leverage they'll have compared to AEW, etc. So Judgment Day cut their promo without Finn Balor, and J.D. McDonough comes out. Denise? Why, uh, why just say McDonough? McDonough? Yeah, why are you calling him McDonald's? Is that what McDonough? we're doing now? McDonough, how do you pronounce it? I know how I pronounce McDonough? it. Oh, God, what is this? What? What is what? this? Sorry, I don't know what this is. You're going to have to explain what is, this one. What, what, what is this? Oh, not this one. This one, I get it. You did. You sent me this one. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I knew anyway, you were do this. I knew it. I was waiting for it. I anyway, anticipated it. Sami Zayn defeated jd mcdonut uh <laughs> he still had a sleeve on the elbow and and taz pointed it out last week he's like it's a burst of sack it happens a lot uh it does especially when you're bumping and sometimes you'll hit elbow first uh it'll sometimes develop there as well and i like how they were like somehow he is cleared and i just love that raquel is aching to fight and they're like no but with Sammy, they're like, hey, you got that softball on your elbow. I don't know. The rules are different, I guess. I don't know. I love it. Uh, this was a fine match. Pretty pretty solid stuff. Um, Sammy winning is all right, but considering the direction they were going for JD, I don't know how I feel about it because it's clear he's in line for a some sort of push or association, but it also did give him a little bit of reason to be sour towards the end of the night, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily, I'm cool with Sammy Zayn defeating JD McDonough here. Like I get, yeah, I, I get, too. I get where you're coming from because it's like, yeah, we rarely get to see JD McDonough wrestle on the show. So he hasn't gotten any wins. So I totally get that. But I think given how everything played out in the end, it was fine. Oh, somebody there told me, Oh, JD's making his raw debut tonight. And I said, buddy, he debuted in May. And they're like, shit, forgot about that. And they were I forgot about that too. Wait, like in ring debut? Yes, he was on. He had two matches on raw. Who did he wrestle? He was in a battle royal and I wrestled. I ain't going to remember no battle royal. Doesn't matter. He wrestled. Um, Okay. but So was battle royal and the other one was like an actual one-on-one match? 
I don't know. Why don't you I look up remember. cage match? Denise? I'm what? too lazy to move match? my fingers and, and move my mouse right now. You do it for me. <laughs> you got it. He had the uh, double count out against uh, Dolph Ziggler as well. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I kind of remember that. I'm sure there we talked go. about it. Damn, that's yeah. really bad. I feel really bad now that I didn't remember any of that. I watch so. him on main event all the time. He wrestles Apollo Crews every damn week on that show. And uh, he was in the SummerSlam Battle Royal, too. So, Oh, yeah. He was in the SummerSlam Battle Royal. <laughs> oh, so man, Damian, that's terrible. Damian Finn and, and Finn argue backstage. Judgment Day is trying to hold it together. JD shows up, and Damian Priest is like about had it with JD until the end of this Cody Rhodes match. Now, Cody Rhodes wins because Damian tries to help Balor with the briefcase. I love this. I love the finish. Me and too. Cody's, Cody's like, you trying to fuck on me? And cracks him with the briefcase over the head, pins him. I love that. Let's this talk about good. the finish and the match. I love the match. I love the finish. And Cody's win. You know Cody's finishing. I think the win. finish was fun too, but I also think what made the finish even better was that they got the right camera angles because yeah. they've been doing this a lot, right? But sometimes if they don't always have the right camera angles for it. And this time they got it just right where you clearly see Priest going in there with the briefcase. You see this like moment, this eye contact between him and him and Priest. And he goes and he shoots the freaking briefcase and it goes right between the legs of Finn Balor. And Finn Balor has this moment where he's then pissed off and they have more eye contact. And then freaking Cody Rhodes gets it, hits Finn Balor and that's it. He's screwed, he's done. Um, I thought the way that they played it all out was very fun. It was easy to follow along with. They didn't mess up the camera shots. There weren't like 50,000 camera shots to, to ruin this moment. I loved it. The finish was great. Yeah, I did think it was. I thought the finish was fantastic. Secretary of Shade says two laps. <laughs> uh, listen, Denise, other people love the picture. The picture took me out. Sean Mo plays too much. Yeah, yeah. I didn't finish reading the super chat. This one. Yeah, but I don't know what a MODOK is. <laughs> now you do. Afterwards, Judgment Day beats Cody's ass real bad, and it looks like JD is a part of Judgment Day. Oh, he's left out in the cold. Did you not see, like, the freaking closing image was them all raised? It was the freaking SpongeBob Squidward freaking meme where they were all in the ring putting their hands up in the air going like woo and then jd mcdonough was on the outside with a little bit of a tear in his eye looking all sad i think he's a part of it denise but yeah but priests don't like him well he seemed to be all right with him today because he, he tolerated him. him at the very end but he tolerated, hasn't been a fan yeah. of this guy i have a feeling that this is gonna be the thing that helps be that split between you know, Finn Balor okay. and Finn Balor and uh freaking Damian Priest. Will Chisholm says feels like they're setting up for war games. I don't know what the women's war games will be. Well, yeah, they could definitely go towards Cody, Kevin, Sammy, and who if else? Kevin I mean, Owens is back. Yeah, I mean, I think by by Survivor Series time, of course. But I mean that that's that's a bit of a three on three right there because you got oh no, you got JD Finn priest and dominic they'll somehow add 
Right. Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre because they're Probably. bros and they're all Probably. connected somehow. Uh, Modoc from Marvel. Well, there you go. Yeah, which Marvel? There's like a hundred of them. Guys, thank you all so much. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. Check out my interview with Hikaru Shida. It was a fun one. This Wednesday... At 3 p.m. Eastern, the listen, your boy, is over after 300 episodes. Uh, we have worked ourselves into a shoot. The hump is on. Oh, my God. This is going to be ridiculous. Oh, but I hope you What's guys join What's your intro going to be? I don't have a clue. We didn't have this logo until this morning. What? I have an idea. You can do a okay. ripoff or your own version of Black Eyed Peace, My Humps. I've thought about that, yeah. There's a few of them. There's a few of them, yeah. Guys, thank you all so much. Thank you for 100,000. I'm going to go sneak over onto Sour Graps momentarily. Tell Alex he's getting a silver play button. Till next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.